everybody to a milestone episode of the CarCast, and this one is a big one. I'm Owen Newker, he's Sean Shapiro. It's episode number 99, the Wayne Gretzky episode. We didn't even have to look at our list of who else wore 99. We're not going to give it to Rick Dudley? <laughs> I mean... Or Wolf Pyman? Do you want to? No, there's only three guys in NHL history that have worn 99, but... It's Wayne no, Gretzky. It's we're Wayne not. Gretzky. It's Wayne Gretzky. Um, sorry, Expo, for your suggestion that we shouldn't do a car cast at all because 99 has been retired. We The show must go on, but we can honor the great one, and yes. we will do that. So, yes, the uh, we won't go with Wolf Piment or Rick Dudley, the other two players who are 99 in NHL history. Um, both of them, by the way, wore it in the early 80s, um, right when Gretzky was kind of taking off. Um, Rick Dudley only wore it for one year, and then Pyman wore it for three years with Toronto. Segway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, P-A-I-E-M-E-N-T? Yes. If he's, the French pronunciation it would be Paymon, because I actually yeah. had Jonathan Paymon as okay. a minor leaguer with the Albany River Rats, AHL affiliate of the Carolina Hurricanes, and he, by the way, great kid, yeah. was one of the players that was hospitalized in our bus accident oh. back in 2009. Yeah. Um, we all survived, fortunately, and he would eventually recover, but um, yeah, he was one of the more serious injuries hmm. of that crash. So, fun fact. <laughs> fun fact. I say fun with a guess, very large amount fun, of leniency. 11, 11 years later, we could call it fun? <laughs> no, no, but yeah. fact. It's a story. It is true. <laughs> Alright, well, Toronto. Um, Back to pronunciation. Yes, the uh, Stars play the Maple Leafs tonight. One of the better one of the best, better if not best, offensive teams in the NHL right now. They're really good. Yeah. Stars are one of the best, if not one of I the best. I think Tampa Bay is one of the best offensive yes. teams in the league, and by the way. And it's, they're and it's different. Yeah, different. They're not the same. They have yeah. similar qualities, but they're very different. I, by the way, I think Tampa's a better team. Yes. Overall. I think so, I think so too. Sean, tell me this, because I tweeted this out, and I've said it a bunch of times to Bruce during the game. Are the Maple Leafs this year not almost exactly... Maybe not exactly, but stylistically, incredibly similar to the 15-16 Dallas Stars. Very much so. I and mean, it just screams the same kind of style. And, and, and it's the same style, and it is a team that has immense success when they get other teams to play their game. Yes. And that's what they did tonight. I haven't looked at the numbers, but I would imagine they're a pretty good team with the lead. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe some mistakes yeah, because yeah. they also give up a bunch of goals, mm-hmm. but... That style, and the Stars, because of their defensive structure, if they get the lead, they're a really hard team to break down because the other team has to then try to do extra stuff. I would think that Dallas would be in a position of strength if they didn't have to chase the game against a team like Toronto. Now, if they got the lead um, like they did against Tampa, they'd be able to, the Stars would be able to effectively stifle this game. And then counter off it. Bore it down to, bore it to a pulp and... And, and win. That's why it's. That's actually one of the most amazing things about how the stars play, and with how the stars play and the success they've had this season, with how often they let up the first goal, the fact that it hasn't come back to hurt them as much as it probably should yes, is remarkable. I agree with that, and they. That's a character, a testament yeah. to their character that they've been able to get yeah. away with that that much. But it is playing with fire. Yeah, and just you think about this team. If this stars team was a better starting team, and it's been th- 
three straight coaches that they've started slow on. Yeah, this is nothing new. This is nothing new. If they were a better starting team, they'd be. They, they may even be have a chance to be up there with the Blues in the Central, with how. Yeah, uh, I do. I agree with, with with how they shut games down. But they don't start well. Um, they let up the first goal a lot. They did it again tonight. I actually think they had a pretty decent first ten minutes. Um, yeah, it wasn't I bad. thought they had the. They didn't create a ton of quality chances in that first half of the period, mm-hmm. but. Puck was in Toronto zone a lot. I thought the Maple Leafs sat back quite a bit early uh, as they were sort of feeling out Dallas. Yeah. And the Stars were the better team. Mm-hmm. Not by a lot, yeah, yeah. but they were the better team. In the first then all sure. of a sudden, the Maple Leafs scored, and it, w- it was after a couple minutes where you could see the ice was tilting back in Toronto's favor. Yeah, and Maple Leafs, the, the first goal comes on... Stars can't, they have him right near the blue line. Puck can't clear the blue line. And uh, I believe it was Tyson Berry who had the save at the blue line, I think. Is that where it was? I think it was. I, I, either way, the puck gets to Mitch Marner. who yeah, they failed to clear. Gets, the puck gets to Marner who... Puts, Barry had the second assist Yeah, I think he that. did. Yeah, yeah. Puck gets to Marner who puts a perfect pass to Matthews. He's so good. Yes. Uh, he, was, talk, he was great tonight. I will talk more about Marner later, but yeah. he's really good. He was so good tonight. Uh, Blake Como was on our post-game show tonight, Sean, and he admitted right away uh, on his own he offered it up yeah. that he lost the assignment on Matthews okay. he said that's my fault I shouldn't have lost him coverage there and it cost us okay. so I mean yeah. obviously he still had to score yeah. it was a great finish but he was wide open yeah. uh, really amazing pass by Martyr though yeah. so it's one nothing, and the Stars actually looked like they were in trouble for a little bit and then it got turned back in Dallas's favor when Corey Perry threw an alley-oop pass through the neutral zone. Thank you. Uh, car trying to change lanes when we were in... We had already established position yes. there. Um, it would have been a charge. It would have been a block. Nonetheless, as we learned very importantly in driver safety courses, that even though you have the right-of-way, it's yep. not advisable to stubbornly hold that into an accident. Because NBA referees also don't call the... Uh, and you yeah. may even have the moral high ground, yeah. uh, high ground on that and still end up with a car accident when you could have avoided it. So yes. defensive driving is important yes. there. Um, <laughs> that being said, that lob by Perry threw it, uh, you know, 50 feet up yeah. over the back of the defense, and Yanmark raced after it and got there. Mm-hmm. Had a chance, saved yeah. by Anderson. But it then sparked a couple looks from Haskinen, and you could feel the momentum yeah. shift, and that led to the goal by Guriano. Yeah, and uh, Guriano goals in back-to-back games. He... He's had some rushes, goals, like the one against Tampa where it started in the new, in the defensive zone. Yes. And going. Tonight's was even more impressive to me because how quickly he got that separation from where it started. Yes, and I, I don't want to take anything away from Dennis because he really was good on that yeah, goal, yeah. but I also thought Toronto defended that very poorly. They did. No, they, I thought they, 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 they parted ways. Uh, Jake Muzzin was way too concerned with Pavelski over by their bench. Mm-hmm where that's not as dangerous a position as right down the middle. No. And true. they basically separated and allowed Gurionov to hit the hole, yep. and he blew right through it. Yeah. And then he had a nice finish. Yeah, no, a nice shot. Um, I think one of the nice things that we've seen about Denny's shot lately, um, probably in the last month and a half, is he's been mixing it up. Yes. He scored on he's the five. He's just trying he, the same yeah, shot. Scored five hole. He went high this time. He's got such he a go great wide. He, He's got such a great release. And he's been burying it, and I think that is that's huge, especially as you start to grow in the league. So he's got 13 goals now. There is a book growing on Dennis Gurionov. NHL goalies. Oh yeah, they have to be more aware of him. They have to be more and aware. Look, of him. 
Sheldon Keefe saw him in the AHL mm-hmm. in the playoffs, no less. Well, he got healthy scratched in that series. Okay. <laughs> but still, he shouldn't be completely unaware of yeah. who he is. I still think that teams are still learning Gurianov. Yes, they still are. But Denny is also learning how they're learning him on the fly. Which that is makes good. Any sense, which is good. So, that takes us 1-1 into the second period. Here's a, this, this is a very... Uh, interesting debate this is 20 minutes because yes. you get my side which was Dallas completely outchanced um, Toronto in the second period I had quality chances at 12 to 5 okay Bruce and then subsequently Rick Bonus also kind of echoed this and said that they made too many defensive mistakes that led to goals two in the second period for Toronto yeah when you look at the overall period Dallas should have scored more for the chances that they created. But I understand where Bones has come from saying, we scored three, we should be able to win games when we score three. We shouldn't give up four. He's right, but in that second period, Sean, they lost it two to one, and they grossly outchanced Toronto in that period. I think the bigger issue in that period is, so they had the chances. To me, that was the... That was the type of period where if you're Toronto, you play with fire because you give up chances. Yes. And oh, they trade. They, they, they're they tra- willing to trade. They're willing to trade. And so that was the period where they got further pulled into playing Toronto style. And if you're going to get stuck playing Toronto style, you have to make them pay. And they did that. And they did that was it. my whole point. They, they got it. all. They, yeah. they they got sucked in a little bit, but they still had a more than two to one yeah. advantage in quality opportunities. They. Blasted them in shots on goal in the second period. They had the puck, and then Toronto would counter and score on the. They were yep. very. The Maple Leafs were very opportunistic in period two. Yeah. The first goal was a. Uh, it was. A, there's an interesting argument there because Zach Hyman had a really good look right away in the second period, mm-hmm. and then after he shot it, Bishop made the save. He followed up and actually hit Ben Bishop. Yeah. And there was an argument there that could have been called goalie interference. So would that have changed whether or not he was even on the ice or how the, the period played out when he would eventually score to make it 2-1? Yeah. to one. But this goal shot started behind the Toronto net and pass, 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 and, and then it's a yeah. Hyman one-on-one for a goal. Mm-hmm. Another really nice pass. A couple nice passes. Then yeah. Then a really – it was almost like the – Matthews the, one was good. Yeah. Martyrs was even better. The Martyr pass was almost like that kind of like – the uh, wide receiver beating the defensive back, the perfect like over the shoulder fade, like that's what that was. Like, you have a very narrow window, yeah. and he hit it perfect. Yeah, yeah, and it was catch the pass, go from uh, Matthews, gain the zone toward the boards, yeah. spin around backhand yeah. onto Hyman, who if it's if it's in his feet, then the defenseman catches it. Yeah, it and was a, Marner just Sean. He's the kind of player that every team should want on their offense because he's. Yeah. Uh, and Bruce made a great point tonight. He said he's Matt Zuccarello that's younger and quicker. And that's he's, a really high-end thing because Zuccarello was a playmaker. He's better than Zuccarello. Yeah, of course like, he is. Like, like but like, they're both really elite passers. Yes. And Marner's okay. even a better yeah. player. Yeah. I, I just think I can't say enough good things about no, him. No, he was tremendous tonight. And so that's 2-1. Yep. Now, this was the biggest issue for the Stars because they've come back before and they've battled back before, but the two goal deficits were what killed them tonight. Well, think about that. They get the power play. Yeah. Dowling misses the net. Mm-hmm. Very close. I mean, he went for a backhander in front, had some room, and it just yeah. went over the crossbar. They had another couple of shots. Klingberg with a shot. Gurionov with a stuffed rebound on that power play. And so there are three quality chances in slowly lowering order. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
that was it the whole night on the power play as far yeah. as chances created. Power play wasn't good. It was no, bad. It, wasn't. it was it was it was And then how about that play Como right in the slot, couldn't yeah. score. Any one of those ties it. Mm-hmm. And then you get the turnover by Alexiak, which turnover. leads to the Tyson Berry goal. Yeah. Berry goal on the uh, kind of the just kind of hammering it through. Yeah, it was just bad. Alexia Johnson hits the post and the rebound kicks out and Barry drills it. Alexia got a bit of a rough night. He's played really well lately. The funny thing is, actually, right before that turnover, he had made some really great plays. And I commented on it. I said to Bruce, hey, he's playing really well tonight. And then he turns it over immediately. Like, you couldn't have scripted that better if you were trying to make me look foolish. (laughs) I thought he had a little bit of a rough night overall. I thought he he looked good before. I thought there were stretches where he looked good before that. But first period, I thought he had some struggles too. But I thought um, he used his... Uh, advantage of size and reach very well so there were times where it looked like he was caught behind the play and was able to recover nicely yeah. and get rid of it and he erased a couple of what would be scoring chances because of that so uh, it was a mixed bag for him obviously that it's tough when you're a defenseman one mistake can be and can ruin your whole night yeah no it can and so that's the 3-1 lead then, so the goal that we thought if the Stars had come back to win this game this is the goal where we're this is the goal you're circling as they they go into the third period to cut the deficit down. Um, Braddock Fox, uh, great play on the rush, on the, kind of on the rush. Then it turns into a forward check, turns, puts the puck right on Radulov's tape. Radulov scores for the first time in five games. Three it's a good two, finish. three two. They're heading into the intermission with some hope. That that's the type of goal that if the Stars had come back to win, to win this game, you're like, okay, that's that the goal. goal. Yep. That's the goal. Um, problem is they kept. The one-goal deficits kept turning into two-goal deficits. Well, the problem was that you, any momentum that you thought was going to carry over to start the third mm-hmm. was extinguished immediately because Toronto was out of the gates flying. In they the were, third yeah, period. they were good and they to had start. A couple of big-time chances right away. Matthews had a two-on-one where he had a shot, and then uh, Hyman had the rebound. Bishop made two big saves. Hayeshkin had the clearance there too. Afterwards. Yeah, I yeah. mean, again, it looked like Toronto was just. Uh, they wanted it more early in the third period, and they were able to get that goal to double, as you were going to say, yeah. to stretch the lead to make it four to two. What was it? Three and a half minutes into the third. About that, yeah. So they and that and that's one where that one is. They talked all about it, details after the game, and to me, that one is kind of details exemplified perfectly yep. because. It's a it's a bigger rebound on Bishop, and I'm not saying it's a bad goal on Bishop, but it's a bigger rebound. It and was also a bomb from Muzzin from the point. Yeah, but it's a bigger. But the Stars re- had trouble getting it out before that. Yeah, before they struggled in the puck out before, and on top of that, the Stars are really good at. There's been times where Bishop and Udobin have had big rebounds this year. Yeah, the Stars do a really good job of tying guys up in front, getting stick lifts, doing not all those on that little, goal. No, and doing right. all those little things. And those details did not come into play on that goal where. Nylander is able to... He was to, unmarked. He was unmarked. He's unchecked. He's able to uh, pretty easily, after after controlling it off his skate, put it into the net for the 4-2 It was lead. a very nice smooth play. He yeah. couldn't find it. He kicked it forward and yeah. buried it in one motion. So it's not as though he sat there and dusted it off. Yeah, but it's, 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 but, well, yeah. but it's a play where if someone... You'd like a defenseman to be on his stick so that even if he's trying to kick it forward, he can't get a stick yeah. on the shot, right? If he's marked at all, he doesn't score because either his stick gets tied up or he gets checked and he's not able to get, get that clean transfer done. But because he was open, yeah. he was able to... Exactly. Again, yeah. nice nice play, but one that the Stars did not like no. as far as the, the coverage standpoint. Correct. So that made it 4-2. to two. It turned out to be the game-winning goal. Uh, 
Uh, Radulov would get his second. Essentially, I gave this one as Miro's goal off of Radulov. Yeah. Again, credit to Radulov. I think it is glove. Actually. It, he went it, to the it, net, it, yeah. right? He's in the oh, position. Yeah, 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 yeah. Credit but Miro, I first thought it was Miro's goal. Then you watch the replay and see that it hit Radulov and went in. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was just me, Sean, but I thought Miro was really good tonight. He was good. He had five quality looks, a mm-hmm. uh, ton of ice time, played the most of anybody on the team. Um, thought he had a goal, but he basically set up the goal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, had a couple of really good stick plays that we've sort of become commonplace with him. Yeah, no, he was really good. Um, so that, that made it close, 4-3. It made, made it close, 4-3. And, by the way, that's only about six and a half minutes in. No, so there's a lot of time left. Time. A lot of time left, but not able to kind of get that final piece. Like, even a night like tonight, like, Freddie Anderson made a good amount of saves, but it's not like I felt he like... He stand on his head. Yeah, it's not, no. like, it's not like Freddie Anderson... He made some good yeah. ones, right? There were some yeah. really grade-A chances in the second and third period specifically that they didn't score on. Some of it was Anderson making good saves, like on Como. Yeah, yeah. Um, or the Pavelski one-timer mm-hmm. in the second period, early in the second when Yanmark yeah. uh, makes the cross-ice pass and he rips it and Anderson makes the save. But remember Yanmark on that play where Perry flipped it forward? He shot it right into the chest. Yeah, right? Did. So that's a play where it's a good save, but it maybe looked a little bit better because of the shot. But here's yeah. the thing. Stars get a power play, then they take a penalty. Do you think the one on Fox was a little touchy? The a interference? Bit, a little bit. It was behind the play at the blue line. The defenseman fell down. I think the referee felt it gave Dallas an unfair advantage as far as on the entry. A little bit, but... But here's the thing. So that wipes them out. They have brief power plays each. They really didn't create a scoring chance from the six-and-a-half-minute mark where Radulov scored mm-hmm. until they get another power play. Jason Spezza goes to the box, and here's the script, right? Yeah. Spezza takes the penalty. You score on this. You tie the game, and all oh, the former star. Yeah. It's an interesting narrative. And that power play was atrocious. Oh, it was terrible. And that's, was that's really the game there, yeah. Sean, because you the score game. there, you go to overtime. Yeah. And you get the point, and the stars have been good in overtime. So, and you take your risk. Yeah, you right? take your risk. And so they that is where it falls apart. The power play is now 0 for 12 in the last four games. They had scored 8 in the prior 6. So, um, obviously, something works for the power play, but they need to refine it. Wasn't good against Buffalo or really not good against Minnesota. Yeah. And then, yeah, the last two games at home. Yeah. Has the, yeah. And it's amazing, too, how fleeting the confidence of a power play can be. Oh, yeah. Right? To go from... We got this, and it's a weapon to. Oh my God, it's hurting us. Well, it's like I was talking to. I talked to. I was talking to Corey Perry after practice on. Uh, what's the day that was yesterday? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, I don't know what day it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on Tuesday, and I was. I asked him. I said, like, we hear coaches say, "Hey, it takes one to one to get the confidence back." Is it that simple? And Corey, I was talking to Corey about it, and Corey said. It says, in many cases, it is. And for us, it should be that simple because we know we've had success. We know what we did kind of before this stretch. If we get one, you start to just relax. Yes. And it's amazing how, again, look, teams do a ton of video prep Mm -hmm. on opposition power plays. So they game plan. They always have a penalty kill meeting. Stars do too. That's one of the reasons why they're so good at it. And they're prepared of, this is what they're trying to do. Be aware of it. Yeah. Right? These are the threats. Make sure we don't let so-and-so get the shot that they want. Let's make them have to go to option two or three in that regard. Yeah. Um, 
So then they go six on five down the stretch, and they had a couple looks. Hastings had a couple shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Sagan was open for a one-timer, but he didn't get a good pass, and he tried to keep it going and sort of fluttered it. Not his fault. He got a really bad delivery. And then Jamie Benn had a good shot. Came in on the entry, snapped one through the legs, blockered away by Anderson. Good save, but uh, it was sort of one and done on yeah. those chances. And, look, you're, I, I'm frustrated because you'd like to see the Stars score a six-on-five goal and tie the game, but you also roll the dice because it's yeah. uh, it's really panic mode at that point. And that face-off win that set, led to the empty net goal was really frustrating. That was that was bad. <laughs> that was really bad. So Yeah, I mean, you, had, you have more guys on the ice, you win the draw, and you don't get the puck. Yeah. And he skates out to center ice and goes in and scores. Yeah. He was literally up the middle. So uh, whatever was supposed to happen didn't work, and there you have it. All right, so uh, that's the loss, and the Stars now get ready to go to New York City for three games. Yeah. Lightning round? Lightning round. Lightning round it is. Lightning round. On the Wayne Gretzky... Uh, honorable. Yes. I'm trying to think of the other word. So four hours ago. Episode. First one from Casey Tripp. Um, four hours ago, man. I love the uh, yeah. early. I love uh, yeah, and I love the early use of the hashtag. The yeah. Hashtag Hashtag's tip. important. Yes. We're going to keep hammering yep. away at that. So hey, Carcast, it is looking like the uh, the Kraken. The Kraken. The Kraken. Maybe. Come on, it, you may- can't get that right. <laughs> the Kraken. <laughs> wow. Man, writers. I, I have a funny backstory that is way too long about why I pronounce it that way. Derailed already. Um, my sister-in-law is <laughs> named. My sister-in-law's name is Kristen, and so my wife intentionally calls her the Kraken from the sea <laughs> instead of Kraken. Intentionally, because she does. I don't get it. Kristen versus Kraken. She is a uh, former. Uh, she's a former like swimmer, competitive okay. and stuff like that, and so she. And mispr- I get the metaphor, but no, of it. but mispronouncing it always set her off. It wasn't. Oh, okay, it was okay. just. It was a very. So it was so, a, it was it's a, it's, so it's just a, it's something that's been programmed into uh, my head. Got to get that out of your so, head. Um, kind of like Nikushkin. Jim Nil. So the Kraken. Thank you. So it looks. It's looking like the Kraken may be a done deal. Getting, Maybe getting Seattle. Seattle then tweeted out, "It's not a done deal." Here's of course, they're going to say that. It's Sa- going to be fish-themed of some sort. It's got to be either Kraken or, or Sasquatch. Those or are my two... It's going to be either Kraken or Sockeyes. Did you, hear the, did you see the stuff today about the author of the uh, series of Seattle Sockeyes? Yes. That has a uh, trademark and a business yes. based on the, this? The romance novel. That's weird, but... It is a hockey romance novel but, that could be stopping the Seattle but Sockeyes. I'm okay with that because I don't think the Sockeyes is the best name. I don't like it either. I no. don't, I'm not a big fan. It's like... Sockeyes well, to me Toledo, sounds like a junior hockey team. Yeah, I mean, Toledo Walleye. Yeah. It, it, you know what it sounds like? It sounds like a minor league it does. name. It and does. I'm okay with it. I don't want to say anything disparaging about the Toledo Walleye, but it just doesn't sound like an NHL no, caliber. Doesn't. So the, Casey's does question... Does Kraken? Yes. That does. Casey's question, what are, what are the three worst team names in the NHL? Currently. Currently. Ooh, um, I gotta think about that. Um, I mean, the funny thing is, a team like the Canadians are so generic, mm-hmm. but it's actually yeah. so historic and traditional that it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so you could argue the same thing about the Canucks. Yeah, right. It's kind of the same thing. It's another word for Canadian. Mm-hmm. But I like it because yeah. it's, they are Canadian and it's unique. Um, I, I don't know. Think about this. 
I'm kind of going through the division in my head. Yeah. Um, the, I, I really like their logo, but the wild. That's the first one I was thinking that of. That comes to my yeah. mind. of the West. Yeah. I just went through the yeah. Western Conference yeah. really quick in my head. Maybe the Minnesota Wild. The Wild to me come up first in my mind. I, um, when the Avalanche named their team, yeah, I like the attachment to the Rocky Mountains, but the Avalanche, it, I've gotten used to it, mm-hmm. so I don't, it doesn't really think of it. It's not my favorite name for yeah. a team. And plus, I'm not a big fan of the um, the singular plural. Yeah. Right? Like That's, the Wild. Like the Wild yeah. or um, Moose. Mm-hmm. Or Kraken, for that matter. Yeah. I like the Kraken for yeah. the, the release, the Kraken ability. Yeah, and it's a scary logo. I think it would look really cool. But for, for me, I've never been a. It, it's not. It's not a bad one. Like there's not too many bad ones in the NHL. But I just also wasn't the, the Hurricanes for me. Were always kind of. Yeah, I mean, look, the Hartford Whalers were a really cool yeah. name. Uh, Hurricanes, but Carolina does have that, and the Hurricane yeah. warning flag is awesome. Yeah, was their third logo. Mm-hmm. The one for me was uh, Blue Jackets. Was weird at first. I do. I get it. It's it's the name for the yeah. the cannon, and actually the. Blue well, it's got a good historical name. No, and, and yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. Um, but that was one again because the the old ones are all in, yeah. are so integral, right? With yeah. Red Wings and uh, Blues. The Bruins are forever. The Range New York Rangers are great. Yeah. Islanders makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I'm not very negative on those. There are some in other sports. Yeah. There, that I'm less a fan of. There aren't many NHL teams where I would say to try to say to uh, to go to say, hey, you need to rebrand your name. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, I'm okay. I, yeah. Honestly, if the one that came out first was Wild, I yeah. actually think they have a really cool logo. Yeah, that's it's a well designed logo. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Andrea Brown says after the kerfuffle in the second, they are appealing to you. Way yes, too they much. are. When, hey, by the way, <laughs> you never replied to me. Did you like the? Tweet I sent to you about the Shrewsbury Town game announcer. I did. Yes, announcer. I did. I did. I, did I mean, like, I did he, he. So this tweet came out when Liverpool played Shrewsbury Town in the FA Cup fourth round. Shrewsbury Town is this tiny little, uh, I think it's like fifth division team or something, and they it, it's essentially like let's say the Frisco Rough Riders hosted the Texas Rangers. Now I know they're affiliated and that's a yeah. weird convoluted thing, but just imagine the major league club came and the and that's actually too good because the Frisco Stadium is way nicer than most double A ballparks. Yeah. So you actually have to go to like single A. Anyway, the announcer, public address announcer before the match uh, got on and this was a tweet of this from one of the Liverpool beat writers that said that he Reminded fans to make sure they sit in their proper seats so that they don't cause a kerfuffle. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God, Sean's going to love that. Yes, I do. But you didn't respond to me, and that was hurtful. I definitely loved it, though. Eh, okay. A, lo- a simple like would have been nice to let me know you saw it. Because I live for that, right? We're, we were so programmed to the conditioned response. Fair enough. Anyway. Fair enough. Um, but so the question, the question, <laughs> actually, I never, read the question I, I never read the question. Uh, Andrew said... When CC was called for roughing, I had a Leafs fan comment to me that the penalty was a bad call and Como was dirty, needs to learn to play with skill, and has bad sportsmanship. <laughs> for God's sakes. Thoughts? Um, watch the game properly, right? That's fair. Let's take I mean, look, Como's a physical guy. I thought it was a clean hit. They didn't like it, so they started going after him. Yeah. I thought the referee call was good. You can't, away from the puck or even with the puck, Take your stick and gloves and start shoving a player's head down. Yeah, no, I, I that's I, fair. I agree with you. Um, from SEC two hundred eight to the ninety one. This is just a comment. The, nine, 
the section. Yeah, sorry. That's okay. The ninety-one. So much football. The ninety-one parade is rolling through town. Aside from Sagan, you rank your ninety-ones: Hall, Stamkos, Tavares, Tarasenko. Um. Jeez, I think Stamkos. Maybe. I mean, Tavares is great. Sagan's great. To me, it's. To me, it's, Paul's one of the lower ends of that. To me, it goes Stamkos and Tarasenko one and two yeah, right now. I'm okay with that. And then probably Tavares and Sagan. Tavares and Sagan, Hall, maybe even. I mean, yeah. Hall's uh, look again. We're ranking really elite players here. Yeah. So even if we say Hall is the lowest, we're not saying anything disparaging about his play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I still think he's not as good as a two-way player as he could be. Jen asks, the press box looked more full than usual. How come? Toronto. That's why. <laughs> Toronto. The Maple Leafs have the largest traveling media contingency. Well, they just have so many outlets that cover hockey. They're, they're and, so, so, and that send. There's that, and then there was also scouts from 13 different NHL teams tonight. Interesting question that I'll pose to you, Sean, okay. that a caller called in and asked. And I thought it was, it was interesting. He said, look, uh, he said Toronto is a team that is offensively dynamic and really struggles defensively. Mm-hmm. The Stars, great defensive team, yep. struggling offensively. Is there a way, since they're not in the same conference, that they could get together and figure out a hockey trade to help both each other out? That's an interesting thought. I actually like the where they're going with that. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that Dallas is not going to just Jim Nill's not going to give up one of his eight defensemen, right? He, he just isn't because, and you've heard this before. Yeah. He makes that trade, and then the next day somebody gets hurt, and he goes, "I wish I had one of those." Yeah. Demons. And also the other thing too, the defensemen. The defenseman that Toronto would want, Jim Neal's not going to give up. Of course. That's the other thing. But even if you drop down into the second tier, right? Well, they're not going to give up Klingberger, Haskin, and Lindell, right? Yeah. They're probably not going to offer Stephen Johns. Yeah. Right? Would they offer Alexiak, Polak, or Sekera? They don't want those guys. Right. Okay. But let's let's just temper our expectations and say, okay, you can't have those, so do you want one of those? Because I think those guys would actually improve their decor. They would. So here's the thing. The, the ones the Stars would want, Toronto's not going to give up. They're not going to exactly. Marner or Matthews. Um, Nylander or anything like Nylander's that. Nylander's yeah, yeah. not going to be on the table. John Tavares isn't. The only ones that they might possibly consider would be a guy like Hyman or Kapanen. So and I just don't see Toronto willing to get rid I, of those you're guys. You're going to laugh at this. So the only realistic trade I've seen between... Jason teams, <laughs> No, no, seriously. I the, know. The only realistic trade between the two that happens in this video game world is Roman Pollock for Jason Spezza. Which is ridiculous, <laughs> like, isn't it? But that's, it's, it's that's true. That's the only one that happens. Right. <laughs> and they would be willing to part with both. Yes. And the thing is, is that I don't know... I actually would argue that Roman Pollock would help Toronto more than Jason Spezza would help Dallas. Um, I don't know. That's an interesting thought, but yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't want that trade. But no, it's... And I all due respect to Jason Spezza, but that's not yeah. what the Stars need. Yeah. Alright, so... Uh, for... Okay, from a Belfort's Billion Dollar Bride. Ah, I saw this one earlier. Dallas is where offense goes to die. All the big guns can't have lost all scoring touch overnight. Stars seem afraid to go all in on speed and skill. Why? Seems like an ongoing overreaction to the 15-16 loss to the Blues. Um, that's two totally different things. First, I really wish 15-16 team won at least to the end of the fourth round if they got into the cup final because I think more teams would have been willing to play that high-risk, high-reward mm-hmm. style. It was so much fun to watch. This is what we talked about earlier in the yeah. car cast of the Toronto. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, you could argue that Freddie Anderson is a better goalie than Harry Lennon. That's true. He's, he's you think a bit, so? 
Freddie Anderson now is a better goalie yep. than Corey Lennon than was. was then, yeah. and, and they had yep. Antti Niemi as the backup at the time. They were sort of a 1A, 1B. Um, I have said this multiple times. I think if you had Bishop and Hudobin in their current form with that team, they beat the Blues and probably beat yeah. the Sharks and get to face Pittsburgh in the yeah. Cup Final. Here's the thing. It's not an overreaction because that's just the, this is the way this team is built and the way they believe. Rick Bonus has said over and over that the time they create the most offensive chances is when they're playing their best defensive pressure game. Mm-hmm. They're not a transition game team where they're just going to trade and track meet. That's not what they yeah. want. But it's a misnomer that Dallas is not can't be an offensive team. They are a wasteful offensive team. Yeah. Right. I mean, we talked about this earlier. They had, I had quality chances at 23 to 15. Well, they can't finish. That's what I mean. I mean. They can't They're a wasteful all. offensive team. Yeah. If they could score even, uh, you know, a moderately closer rate than Toronto does, they would be one of the best teams in the league by one, far. One of the other of issues with this team is, like, it would be fun and exciting to see them get up and down and try and, and go full, let's go guns blazing. I think if this team did that, they would lose every game. I just Probably. don't think they have the offensive talent to and is it the finish? It's the finish, it's the it's the finish, it's the there well, it's the finish and it's the, what would happen with uh just the amount that would kind of the lack of attention to detail on the defensive end that would be lost. I think I mean again, Dallas is a good team. Look mm-hmm. at their record. No, they are a good and, team. And and they're a team that's uh competing for and I believe will be a playoff team and I think they will when they get into the playoffs I think they'll be a really tough out for whoever they face Mm -hmm. and could go deep especially with their goaltending and their defense they've got to figure out the power play because even if you're not scoring a lot you need your special teams to get that one out of three or four to make a difference yeah Um, that would have been huge tonight it would have been huge tonight but look they were better against Tampa than they were tonight against Toronto yeah still a fun game though from Gallup Gus. Well, that was a poor showing. That put a serious dent in our Jennings chances. Not true, actually. No. No, it didn't really. Um, but I guess I'll recycle my question. I guess we missed this one from Monday. Do you all ever watch baseball, and what would it be like if you switched places with Levi Weaver and Jared Sandler? Those are Levi's baseball writer. Jared does the – I believe he does similar role with the Rangers broadcast. With the uh, – oh, with the radio? With the radio, yeah. Okay. Um, I have actually done baseball before. Mm-hmm. I uh, my first job out of college was actually with the independent Berkshire Black Bears of the Northeast League at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah, um, and that was a fun independent uh, league up in Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Maine. Uh, we had a team in Quebec City, uh, yada yada yada. New yeah. Jersey, there was a team yeah. there, and. Um, I had a lot of fun with baseball. It's so, from a broadcast perspective, it's the polar opposite of hockey. Hockey has so much fast action that from a play-by-play perspective, it's really hard to get everything you see and want to say in, and you can't. So you have to pick and choose what's presented because it's so fast. Um, But there's really no dull moments. I mean, there are dull moments comparatively. Mm -hmm. Baseball is the opposite. You have the ability to fit everything in, and you have to pay. It's like the difference between... 100 meter dash and uh, a marathon a marathon or yeah. even even you know like a two or three a 5k or something yeah. like that you've got to hit your cadence right yeah um what would happen i mean i love baseball i um, could i could cov- i could do it i could cover baseball and i could write about baseball you've done it before i've done it before and um it also it's a sport that i enjoy but i also wouldn't enjoy the schedule of it that's the biggest yeah. problem i had yeah. so 
when I finished my first season, John, mm-hmm. I said to people ask me, yeah. uh, you know, do you like doing that? I said, yeah. The best thing about baseball is that there's a game every night. So no matter whether you've had a good day or a bad day, there's a game, and it's a, yeah. it's great. The worst thing about baseball is there's a game every night. Yeah. Uh, you have very few days off. Road trips are two weeks at a time, mm-hmm. so you're gone for a long period of time. You're in each city longer, which is means you can explore a little bit more, yeah. whereas hockey, sometimes you're in and out really fast. Oh, yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's not conducive to having a home life no. during the season. No, I, I and it's a, a really long season. And I, I have a lot of respect for baseball writers and media who do oh. that because I, I couldn't I couldn't cover baseball as far as the schedule. For, you could. It would be hard to have a family at home. Oh yeah, like like right. just personally. That's I That's what I mean. I yeah, couldn't yeah. either the way with my yeah. family. If I was single or unattached, yeah, didn't have kids, that's a different story. Yeah, but you're not home. Like for example, the year I did baseball. I felt like I never did summer things. No cookouts in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I rarely played golf. Now, I could have probably gotten into playing golf on the road or something or during the day, but I was also working in our office. It was a small, you know, small team, small operation. Yeah. I felt like I didn't do all of the things that I normally would do in the summer because I was working 14-hour days all the time. Yeah. So, you know, again, yeah. hey, it was a lot of fun. It was one of the most fun sports seasons I've ever been a part of. But I was also exhausted after that. Moving on. Larson asks, am I crazy or did the FCC line take a lot of face-offs in the offensive zone tonight? Uh, did you notice this a bit as well? They did take... I didn't. I don't have the numbers in front of us. No, but no, they but it's just this general hit. trend. Yes. Um, it was more of a matchup thing, too. That Rick Bonus, different than Jim Montgomery, yeah. is more interested in line matching than in situational play. Yes. Of well, let's get an offensive zone start with our more and, offensive and that's, players. And that's and, something I do disagree with his usage on because okay. I really liked how Jim Montgomery would like. For example, I remember there was a game in the playoffs last year against the Blues where it was a late second period, late third period faceoff where he he put out uh, it was Klingberg, it was Klingberg, Hashkinen. It was a game where. Radulov and Sagan and Ben weren't all on the same line. And he, and he, and he stacked them. Like, I liked how Jim Montgomery would attack offensive zone It makes a lot of sense, like, logically, yeah. to say, hey, if there's a moment where if we win the draw, we've got our best yeah. threats yeah. to do that. That's um, what I would prefer to see. It, I, I like that situationally. But at the same time, I also really like Bones's uh, dial of rolling and balancing his forward minutes a lot, whereas Monty was a little bit more staggered uh, top line guys were playing more than the bottom six guys yeah. because he said, "Look, frankly, they're just going to get more minutes." Yeah. And we, if you also notice that Bones doesn't, near, of course, you've noticed this. He doesn't destroy his line combos like Monty did. Yeah, he doesn't. He they stay together longer for the most part. Yeah. Um, Brad says, uh, "Happy to see Gurry on the ice as the extra attacker, and happy to see Rads mark the score sheet." Should we start printing Tyler Sagan's face on milk cartons because mm. he has been missing for quite some time? Power play is stone cold as well, too. Sagan has now gone 11 straight games without a goal. He had a couple looks tonight. Second straight, sec- not second straight, second streak this season of 11 games That's without amazing. a goal. amazing. It's funny, too, because he could have been the overtime hero if ben- Jamie had passed oh, instead yeah. of shot. Yeah. <laughs> he was wide open, but so, Jamie scored, so you can't, you really can't criticize so, that. I mean, Tyler went to the All-Star game. He's His points aren't bad. It's but, not just... Him on the power play. No, though. but it's not just him. It's the but, setup to get to that shot. But it is, it is whatever the application is. It is not the production that they have, especially as a goal scorer for Sagan. It is not good. And no, it hasn't been as it good. It has as, to be better. It needs to be better. Yeah. Yes. Um, so. Justin Bourne had mm-hmm. an interesting tweet tonight that I 
retweeted. He said that in watching the game, he felt that Dallas is a cup contending team, but more so because of its bottom six mm-hmm. than its top six. It's an interesting way to look I at it. I thought so because I do think that when you stack up the Stars' best players or, or stack up their, their four lines, it's lines three and four are where things really stand out. Yeah, and I guess the question, too, I'm, I'm curious. I might ask Justin this. How, what does he look at their bottom six is? Because does he look at usage? Is in time on ice? Does he look at how or they... Or does he look at the guys on those lines yeah. and say, wow, compared to our yeah. third or fourth lines... That's a real strength. Yeah. I'd be curious. You, yeah. you, your colleague. I could probably, I'd probably reach I out to him. I think you mother. should add that to yep. your snap shots. So I've got a <laughs> uh, picture for this next one, which is good because we're parked. Um, seems like we always have great chances and can't seem to finish. We already talked about that. But uh, Hulu, Hulu's taxi said uh, they'll throw in hypnotic donuts as their favorite donut spot. And this is the donut they sent oh us God, the picture. How do you even? Is that bacon? It looks like it's bacon and bananas, bananas and peanut butter. No, thank you. It's the evil Elvis, it says. I'm not a big fan of bacon on pastries, mm-hmm. personally. I know that some people do now. Have you ever done pa- bacon in pancakes? Not in. I will I will have bacon on the side okay. with pancakes. So, you, you know, I take a bite of pancakes. Maybe you take a bite of a bacon strip. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Um, I'm also not a big fan of the maple-flavored donuts. Yeah. Even though I really like maple syrup and I'm a huge real syrup snob. From Maine, or of course, if you're Canadian, you know that there's a massive maple syrup conglomerate in Quebec. Yes, that's almost all of where it comes from, mm-hmm. and I, there's a huge story behind that. I won't waste the time now to talk about that, but it's almost like a cartel of syrup <laughs> in Canada, which is so Canadian, yeah, isn't it? That is very Canadian. Yeah. All right, we have a question from Parker Pavelski: one goal in 18 games, Sagan zero and 11. What are the expectations from the rest of the season? And when Monty shifted to more offense this season, was it about multiple forwards getting on the forecheck, deactivating, or something else? And his bo- and his, it was, and, and that's kind of Especially the answer. Especially getting your defense involved yeah. a little bit more. But, I mean, look, this isn't anything different. They go low to high. They funnel pucks to the net. They need to get re- – they yeah. need to win the battles, right? Mm-hmm. Because – if the one thing I've noticed a lot lately, in spite of all these quality chances they're creating, they're not getting a lot of second or third opportunities. It's one and done. And that, to me, is a big problem because you don't beat the goalie on your first shot a lot. No. Right? Yeah. Um, Alex, quick yes-no question. Do the Stars actually work on the power play in practice? Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> Ardell said... Uh, the Winter Classic digs look so cool. What are the biggest? Who are the biggest hockey nerds on the Stars roster? Um, this is a three-part question, so I'm going to have you answer it lightning style. Okay. Who are the biggest hockey nerds on the Stars roster? Uh, it used to be Jason. Spezza. It used to be Jason Spezza. I actually think it's Ben Bishop now. I think he watches more than most of the guys. I think Jason Dickinson is probably a, a runner-up. Yeah. He seems to be really in tune with a yeah. lot of that stuff, but definitely Bishop. Yeah. Um, do you think the players understand how much the quality of media content matters to the fans? And is this a good group to interact when with? They, when they mean quality, they mean coming from what the, the time and the focus of their answers and it being available. Pro, that's probably, I guess I maybe that's the so. question. Yeah. Um, some players, uh, and this goes to every team, some players get it more than others. Some players do it more out of obligation. I think some really enjoy talking shop. Mm-hmm. There are some that like to sit in the locker room and talk hockey with anybody. Yeah. There are others that do not. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that the guys that bolt aren't necessarily bad interviews, and they might give you good answers. But 
they don't always want to do it. I do think in general it is a good group to interact with as to answer that question. I um, don't have a lot of perspective with other NHL rooms yeah. as as a all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, like you go into visiting teams rooms when they're in town, yeah. you get the the bite here or there. Mm-hmm. I I, I think the Stars are a decent room, but here's the thing. This is more of a league-wide thing. I don't yeah. think, as a league, the players sell the game enough. No, they don't. I think they need to sell it more. Um, we talked about this the other night at the All-Star game. What Wayne, and, you know, hey, this is the yeah. Wayne Gretzky episode. Yeah. The great one set, talked about how important it was for him to always go to every All-Star game. He went to 18 of them. Mm-hmm. He was thrilled to be there. He answered all the questions. He did all the media stuff because he knew how important it was to the league. And I think that... When the best player in the game does that, it sends a message to everybody else. Yeah. Don't you? I mean, put it this way. I've heard stories, and I'm sure you have too, of Gretzky learning the names of beat writers and asking his PR staff or others ahead of time so that when he was first introduced, he knew who they were. Yeah. How many guys do you think do that kind of effort to learn no, guys none. and set those that, 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 that kind that, of relate? That learn the guys that that ask for players? Not many. Say, but, hey, what's this guy? Hey, nice to meet you. I'm yeah. Wayne... I mean that's yeah that's special. It is, and I I just think that um, you know uh, for whether you like him or not, Ty Domi knew that he could chirp guys, mm-hmm. and or Theo Fleury was the one that I'm actually thinking of, not Domi, but Theo Fleury said I would always give great quotes because I knew that it helped sell the next game. It would fill the stands. He said I learned it in junior hockey. When I would say something that was a little bit more personality-wise or colorful, it would always be packed in that next yeah. game. To me, yeah. it, that is a huge part of He has of a really the, good book, too, by the way. It was a really yeah. wonderful book, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. All right. Um, Stars Potter, what's better, 520 goal scorers on your team or 230 goal scorers? Not even close, 520. Yes. Um, Balance scoring and, and having a variety of attack is way better than having a top-heavy two. Yeah. Um. Robert asked one where he initially didn't have the car test hashtag attached to it, but then replied to oh, it. Oh man, you saved with, yourself, with Robert. Carcast, sorry, um, and he should apologize because yes. you know better, Robert. <laughs> you know better. But so he uh, kind of more personally said um, with kind of with the theme of Bell. Let's talk today. Obviously, oh yes. Says, so um, if you want to share, what is a tough time in your life where one or both of you were thankful that you had someone to t- you could talk to? God, I mean, I just I think for me, Sean, I. It's not one mm-hmm. moment, but I think that it's just, I, I think you have to just look back and go, you know, I've been pretty fortunate in my life to be of relatively mm-hmm. good health, especially mentally, yeah. also physically. Um, but there have been times, and this is a bit selfish, where I've had opportunities for advancement or thought I did when it comes to play-by-play, mm-hmm. and I haven't been chosen. And look, it's an exclusive field. It's so hard to get into and then it's really hard to get that one that I still covet which is NHL play-by-play um, and you get really close and you think you've got it and then they go with somebody else mm-hmm. and there's been more than one occasion in a couple of different leagues where I thought I I really thought after a great interview I was going to be their pick and then I finished as like the runner-up mm-hmm. one was in the AHL um, with a really marquee franchise there and then I have had a couple of interviews in the NHL, uh, and one I really thought I was pretty close to, which would have been an incredible opportunity. And it's tough because you go through sort of stages of, uh, you know, the what is it, the mm-hmm. the grief, acceptance, yeah, frustration, yeah, yeah, yeah. denial, all that stuff. And 
Yeah, it, you have to have your support structure. Yeah. So I, I, I don't have a specific one. Like, boy, I was really on the edge of a breakdown. Mm-hmm. But I've definitely had yeah. my moments where I've been, you know, mentally frustrated or upset or yeah. downtrodden. So, yeah. Well, for, for me, one of the big ones was just in, just kind of the more specific. It was, I got laid off. And that was, I had... Uh, a, I've been there too. I had the job where I got the I got laid off. I got told my job no, was no longer there. And I basically, because it was kind of at the point of, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay in this industry or not. And there was some other, being being able to talk to some people, that was just being able to talk it out with people and and realize that it's okay to, it's okay to be human about things. That was huge. Like that, that's a big thing for me. That was, so. You should never, and I know there's a stigma that's still there and it shouldn't be, but you should never be afraid to ask for help because sometimes just talking Mm -hmm. to someone like a counselor can be a huge difference. Um, Unfortunately, not enough people get help, whether it's with people they know or people that they, you know, professionals. And it should be treated just like going to the doctors. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not always like that, but therapy is important and it shouldn't, you shouldn't feel any worse about yourself by doing it because when the alternative is not getting better, it it should be a no brainer. Unfortunately, it is not. I think we're, I think we actually, we had a couple more, but we kind of touched on all those topics already. So I think we're going to close out with that. Yeah, that's a nice way yeah, to finish. Yeah. So, uh, if you know, encourage people that you know to, to get help if they yeah. don't like to or need to. And um, on a maybe a slightly happier note, Sean, you get to go to New York. New York, I've got big uh, big trip. Some, there's going to be uh, going to get some good bagels. I was going to say, pizza. what are the big food things? Because New York has great food. So, I mean, for me, the big thing is I'm going to get. I'm, I'm probably going to eat a Taylor ham egg and cheese every morning. Mmm. On a bagel. So, on a bagel, of Has course. Of course. Um, White ham over bacon? Uh, well, Taylor ham. Okay. Big fan it, of the Taylor ham. You, you could go both yeah. ways, though. Yeah. I don't mind the bacon. I don't mind the bacon, but... Mix it up? Is ham your first choice, or is it because it's their ham? It's the Taylor ham. Okay. I'm a big right. fan of the Taylor ham. All right. And I... I don't get me wrong. I'd eat the I, ham and cheese, I, too. I either get it on the... Uh, either on an egg bagel or an everything bagel. Gross. Absolutely gross choice. I don't mind the egg bagel as much, but the everything is disgusting. Everything bagels are tremendous. My wife loves everything bagels, and I feel like I smell it on her breath for the rest of the day. You're probably (laughs) eating it, so you don't have to deal with it like the rest of us, so shame on you. Uh, No, I'm a big fan of the... uh, I I like a good plain bagel, but Mm -hmm. I really like the multigrain. Okay. um, With a bunch of different grains. You know, the whole wheat with grains all over it. Mm I like the sesame seed bagel. Fan of that. I'm not a big fan of the salt bagel. Salt can be a little overpowered. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're going yeah. sandwich. I don't want to go over. Uh-huh. It depends on the schmear, too. Yeah. Got to have a good schmear. Always important to have a good schmear. <laughs> <laughs> um, things about New York that I miss that you can get is uh, the bagels. Yes. The delis. Mm-hmm. The pizza. A big. I mean, I make yep. some at home that's close. Yep. But um, you can't get decent Chinese food around here. That's it's a very huge difficult. Thing. Yeah, it's so good there. Good Chinese food, and uh, and then the other thing, and then uh, you can find anything in New York. Yeah, everything. Oh, you have one that you like to go to in Jersey. Oh, in Jersey, I'm on Saturday. There's a place called Rutz Hut that I'm going to go to that has tremendous. It's a little dive bar that has tremendous hot dogs. There you go. Place as a kid, because I grew I grew up in New Jersey. Place that we would go to as a kid on the weekend sometimes to get hot dogs, <laughs> and. Um, the type of place that, like, I've been in there since as an adult, and I realize why we only went in the middle of a day when I was a kid. 
because, because it's, just, it's, a it's an bar. absolute dive bar, like starting at 6 p.m. But the hot dogs are yeah. worth it. <laughs> like, there you have cash it. Cash only place. Better than <laughs> the ones in Montreal, the Bell Center. Oh, that's, that's those tough. Are those are tough iconic to be. Those, those are tough to beat. And the great things about the Bell Center hot dogs in Montreal, you can just eat as many as you as want. Man, you can go Joey Chestnut. Yes. Yeah. And they just keep pumping them they out. just keep giving you. And that's why whenever – so I've done an AHL broadcast from Bell Center. It was really mm-hmm. fun. Great hot dogs. And I don't know if you've actually indulged in this. I'm sure you have, but I actually had great cookies. Oh, okay. On yeah. in that from the media room mm-hmm. at Bell Center, and every time somebody talks about going to Montreal, I say, "Oh, you know what? Um, Try the cookies. Have you tried the?" And they're like, "No, just these hot dogs." Well, they had cookies, yeah. and they were really good. <laughs> I don't know if it was in combination with the hot dog, uh-huh. or maybe I just wanted something sweet, but I enjoyed them at yeah. the time. Well. We will have. I will eat well this weekend. Oh, let me ask you one final okay. question. Rate the three metropolitan tri. We call it tri-state: New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the greater New York area, you have three teams: mm-hmm. Devils, Rangers, Islanders. Mm-hmm. Which building is the best? Well, so for this trip, we're going to Brooklyn. That's right. Um, this will actually be my first trip to Barclays ever. I because they were in. Uh, oh, they were at the Coliseum. They were at the Coliseum oh, last time. That'd be great. Um, so. New facility, but built for basketball. It's it, and from, bad and from what I've seen from it, it's very similar to watching a game at AT and T in San Antonio. Yes, where it's off kilter. It and just doesn't. It, fit it right. just doesn't fit. Um, you never went to Time Warner Cable Arena in Charlotte, did you? I never made it there because no. that was the yeah. same thing. The Bobcats play there. Yeah. Um, are they still the Bobcats, or they go back to the Hornets? They're the. Hornets, I think. I think they were the Bobcats when I was there yeah. with the Texas Stars. Yeah. But the scoreboard's off-center. Yeah. The one side has retracted seats, so yeah. you literally can't sit at that end because mm-hmm. it doesn't wrap around because yeah. it, they were extended out for a basketball so. floor. It's just not made right. So of the, of the, of the three build, of the three places, um, I don't know the press box setup for Brooklyn, so I'm not sure. But I heard it's freezing. It's New Jersey is the worst. You're so far up top. Really? Like you are. It's not an old. It means it's the newest no, built. But, but where people are, like I've heard people Fire, who, higher up than than American Airlines Center. Higher up than Edmonton, which is higher than American. Airlines American Center. Airlines Center is yeah. not close. Yeah. No, it is. Um, like I, I think people overly complain about the press box being high. This in Dallas, a, you mean? In general, in most yes. places. Yes. I think New Jersey is, is the, I think New Jersey is the one place where it's legit. Like you yeah. can, uh, MSG is the tops of, of, of this. Which is funny because I have a, a, a fellow yeah. hockey parent on our kids' team mm-hmm. who's from Connecticut, mm-hmm. has come to Dallas last yeah. year or so, less than a year, yeah. went to the Islanders-Stars game and mm-hmm. said, wow, American Airlines Center is so nice and clean MSG is a dump because it is old. It is old, and it's not. It's yeah. kind of dingy. Yeah, but it's iconic. Yeah, is that why you you overlook I, all the? I don't know. I, I like the places. I, li- I like the places with character too. Just like I like the Saddle Dome. The Saddle Dome's a dump, but it's got character. Well, Joe Louis Arena was a yeah, dump but at the care, end, yeah. but awesome. Yeah. So I, maybe maybe that's what it is too. But so you MSG one, probably MSG one. Um, if we're <laughs> at Barclays Center, incomplete. <laughs> Because you haven't been there yet. Yeah, but Collis, I would put the Coliseum too, just because the history there. Too. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, uh, all right. I wanted to know, and yep. now I know. There we go. Everyone, uh, we'll talk. What like ten days? Like when is the next home game? You ready for this? Yeah. So a week from Friday, today's oh third or Wednesday. Yeah. Okay, February seventh. Oh my God! Against the Minnesota Wild, it's the front half of a back-to-back with a travel game to, to St. Louis, Louis the next Louis. night. Yeah. 
which is the first of three meetings in the month of February between the Stars yeah. and Blues. But that's the next home game is is that Friday. Wow. But there's only three games between them because they do the three and four in New York, and then they come home for a couple yeah. of days off. So, so wow. yeah, if I don't see you, yeah. I'll see you. <laughs> I'll see you.